moms, technology is here to stay. We can't ignore it and we can't pretend it doesn't exist. We need to know what our kids are watching, what they're playing, and what social media they're on, and how to actively be on guard with technology, all based on parenting from the truth and wisdom of God's Word. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. Wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone, I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. Please don't forget to hit the add or subscribe button today so you will always be notified about new upcoming episodes. Faithful 31 Moms is a part of the Love Worth Finding podcast network, and I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Hey friends, today is the first episode of a two-part series on what to do with technology when it comes to our kids. My goal here is not to tell you what to do, but to give you some tools and information so that you can make the best decisions for your family. Technology is not going anywhere. It's only going to advance. Think about when you and I were younger with landline phones and dial-up internet. Things have really changed, right? Now the internet is everywhere. It goes with us on our smartphones, our tablets, wherever we go. And that can be both convenient and a great thing, but it can also be a scary thing too, right? So today, I'm going to start with sharing three categories of where you and your family fall into technology. The first category is the technology rejectors, okay? If you fall in this category, you are purposefully trying to keep technology from your home so that it can't corrupt you or your family. This is not a bad goal for sure, but it's also just not very realistic since eventually our kids will grow up and leave the nest and be shocked by technology and likely very naive, which will lead them into some deep waters of really potential danger of sin in their life. So if you're in that category, I'm going to try to help you move to category three. But a lot of you are probably still in the second category. Probably more of you listening are in this category. And this is what I like to call the technology ignorance is bliss people. (laughs) You use technology, but it's really not that big of a deal to you. Um, You know that there are bad things out there, but your theory is, well, if I don't go looking for it or bring it into my house, then it's not going to find us, which is just not true. Uh, You likely are using technology for the basics like social media or maybe podcasts or things like that, um, watching TV, things like that. But you're unaware of how much knowledge your kids actually have already about technology, even in the young elementary years. I read this quote recently, and it is so true. Many parents either don't care what their children are watching or listening to as long as it makes their lives easier, or they subscribe to the motto that ignorance is bliss, evidently hoping to avoid confrontation or correction with their kids, much like wanting to avoid going to the dentist just in case they have a cavity. (laughs) So please hear me. First, say this, using an iPad to stream a movie in the car on a long trip, or maybe you have a child in um, in school that uses a laptop or an iPad um, for things like for learning and for school, or they have approved social media or approved apps on their 
phones or tablets, especially if you've got the preteen age, things like that, that's all okay. I'm not trying to tell you that it's not today. The thing that I want to get across is it's okay as long as you are always willing to say no or to take away apps or devices if needed as you learn more. Confrontation is going to probably happen in your home if you want to be a part of category three today, which is my goal for every mom that is listening. Because category three is moving from a state of rejection or a state of ignorance is bliss to being active garters with technology, especially when it comes to your kids. Understanding that technology is not going anywhere. So we best gear up and wisely prepare and be ready for it, right? And if you do this, you will be able to access all the benefits and the convenience of technology, which can be really great, while always being on guard and actively seeking the latest knowledge so that you can make sure that you're both honoring the Lord and protecting your kids in the way that you're using technology. So let's talk about how to move into this category three today. And you may say, Mallory, I am already there. Everything that we have is password protected and locked down, but still lean in today because you may find that you're not as on guard or as knowledgeable as you think. I know I have learned a whole lot while I've been studying for this podcast that has helped me be a better mom in this department, and I hope that it will do the same for you too. So today in this part one episode, we are going to focus on two things communication with your kids about technology, and then the devices that they use. And then be sure to tune back in about two weeks. We will be covering the second part, which is all on social media and messaging. And I'll warn you, that's going to be a little bit heavier um, of a subject, but it's necessary for us to know as moms with kids of all ages, because we want to know how to protect our kids and stay knowledgeable when it comes to technology, especially with that second episode with those upper elementary getting into middle school ages. So join us back for that. But today, let's focus on communication with your kids about technology and their devices. We'll start with communication. One of our founding verses here at Faithful 31 is Proverbs 31, 26. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household. Moms, we are responsible, as well as your husband if you're married, but we're responsible to give faithful instruction and watch over the affairs of our homes because God has given us our babies to help us grow and teach them about what Jesus did for them, of course, first and foremost but also how to live in this world, but not be of this world, how to handle real life temptations and handle things the world is throwing their way. And one of the biggest things that's going to be is technology. So first up, why should you communicate with your kids about technology? I'm glad you asked (laughs) because they need to know the why and your reason for doing all of this so that technology becomes a safe zone in your house to talk about and to have open communication. This needs to start when they're little. 
by explaining to your toddler simple things, why they can't take mommy's phone without asking, or why they can't have too much iPad time, things like that. And then as they get older, keep the line of communication open and honest, like sharing with them that there can be bad people playing video games online that we don't know, so we're not going to do that, or why we can't watch YouTube unsupervised, or why we can't be in the dark with our devices, or why we don't have internet access on our tablets. Even your four-year-old coming up to you and saying, can I watch this on their kid's profile on Disney Plus because they don't just need to be clicking on anything without supervision just because it's a kid's profile, things like that. This is going to help them know that you care about them and their safety, and it's also going to satisfy their craving to ask that famous question, right? Why? Because they like to ask why about everything. (laughs) When it comes to your rules with technology, helping them further develop healthy boundaries, how to spot red flags that come up with ever-changing technology. It's so important so that they know they can always come talk to mom about what's going on with things that they encounter with technology. And then they're going to be more likely to be on guard themselves, even when you're not with them, like at school, um, at a friend's house, or Even when they're watching something like in the same room as you and something questionable comes up like a commercial or ad and they come talk to you about it, this is going to set them up to be the most safe and successful using technology so that they are ready when the day comes that they are grown and leaving your house. So first things first, plan to have a conversation with your kids or maybe even rehab this conversation about technology with the safety and the rules that you have with your kids because it needs to be an ongoing thing. As technology changes or as your child is growing older and they're changing, especially the way the world is putting sexuality agendas on kids' movies and pornography can creep into so many apps and commercials that will bypass those Christian filters that you're buying and putting on them. Even when it's awkward sometimes, right, to have these conversations, to navigate what to say and how to say it, we have to keep this conversation going with them so that they know that they can always come to you with their questions and they can always be honest. And remember, this may need to be different individual conversations, especially if you have kids of multiple ages or kids with different interests that are using technology for different things. So that is why communication is so important. Now on to our second focus for today. We're going to be talking about all of their devices that they like to use. And since babies are now coming out of the womb and pretty much learning how to scroll on our smartphones, sometimes before they can even talk, right? This is a big one. This is big deal. So I will break this down For moms of toddlers to preteens today, the reason I'm not covering the teen years is really because most of the things that we're talking about are crucial to start doing at a young age before they've seen too much or have experienced like too much freedom with their devices and they're likely deeply immersed into social media by then and that kind of stuff. But it's never too late, moms, to set new boundaries You are the rule maker, so it doesn't matter if you have a four-year-old or a 14-year-old today. Remember that. Pastor Adrian Rogers said this years ago. 
when referring to technology, and I still think it holds a lot of truth today. You will never be able to teach your kids to refuse trash until you first teach them to choose treasure. This is so true and why those conversations that we talked about earlier are so important and also staying active in monitoring their devices. You need to know what their little eyes are seeing and to teach them how to use technology for good and not for evil. And that way, if trash comes up, they will know to come to you and not go to their friends or anybody else. Now, in monitoring their devices, this can be tough and require some research because there's no possible way that I can cover it all on today's podcast. And I will warn you to be ready for some pushback and some opposition from your kids if this is new for your family or you decide to implement some of the things that I share with you today. But mom, remember this, devices and technology are not the enemy. People who are using them to distort the truth and promote evil are the problem. So how can we protect our kids from this? Now, I know a lot of parents struggle to know when to give their kids iPads, phones, other devices, what age is the right age, how much time should we be allowed on it, all those things. Those are questions that we all have. One mom, Brittany, on Instagram messaged me struggling about this very thing. And ultimately, that has to be decided by you. I can't tell you an absolute here. I wish that it was that easy, but there weren't cell phones or internet or Xboxes in the Bible. So we're just going to have to depend on the wisdom that we get from reading God's word and then decide what's best for our families and do that. But I will share with you a few things that our family does when it comes to our kids' devices. I have a first and a fourth grader, so we may be further along than some of you. And for those of you with preteens or kids that have cell phones already or smartwatches or things like that, I have some great mentors in my life that I will share what they have done and what we plan to do with our boys in the future, because currently we only have a tablet and video games. But first up with video games, let's talk about gaming systems first, like the Nintendo Switch, for example. You may have Xbox or something else at your home, but this is what we have at our house. We're pretty simple. We have Mario Kart, Mario World, Lego games, things like that. And you likely already know this, but games have ratings, just like movies that you should really pay attention to, but also be sure to study up on the games as well that your kids are asking for, because even some of the ones that are rated for everyone are really violent, and you want to pay attention to that um, and say no to some of those if you get checking your spirit about it. And a really big thing to look out for with the gaming, and I really encourage you to do this is online playing with others is super popular, okay? Even for kids. There's games that you might hear the mass for like Fortnite or Minecraft, or that's going to be more older kids probably. And then there's even one that's very popular for younger kids called Animal Crossing. And all of these games can be played online if you give them access to do so. We do not allow this at our house, and I recommend that for you as well. The best example that I can give for this is you wouldn't just let a stranger drive up to your house or walk up to your kids at a park 
and just start playing ball with them, would you? That people that you didn't know? I know that I wouldn't. That's creepy, right? (laughs) And in the same way, you never know who's on the other side of that screen or on that headset that a lot of kids wear to play these online games to interact. And yes, I know they want to play with their friends or like my brother-in-law, he plays online with his two brothers. I know all the time, but he is an adult. Kids have no business doing this or monitoring this on their own because it can really be dangerous. Additionally, when it comes to games, just the simple ones that you have downloaded on your cell phone or your iPad so that the kids can play when you're waiting at a restaurant or something like that, I encourage you to know and research all of your gaming apps. And I'm not talking about solitaire here. I am talking about, you know, beyond like a card game or something. For example, my youngest son, James, He begged me to put a popular racing game on my phone called Subway Surfer. My sister had this on her phone and then some of my friends had it as well. So he had already played it several times and he was begging for me to download it one day at a restaurant. And I just did it without even thinking about it because I was like, this will keep him entertained while we were waiting and that kind of thing. I know we've all done that kind of stuff. And then as time went on, he would start asking for my phone all the time to play this game. He was getting a little too obsessed. And I thought, you know what? I don't even know much about this game. I don't know anything about it. So I decided to do some research. And as you play this game, the way it goes, and a lot of the games go that your kids like to play, you'll unlock points and unlock access to, you know, special things or more players, things like that. And through researching, I found that there was actually a new asexual character added named Andy at this time. This was, this has been a while back. And since then, I went back and researched it. They have added several non-binary characters and now they've added a trans character named Cleo. Y'all, this is a game that is just a simple game that tons of kids play. It's extremely popular. So check out and research the games that you have on your phone that your kids are playing or on their tablets that they're playing. And while I'm on this subject, review your streaming apps as well on your family TV and all the devices. Just because your kids only have access to the kids' profile, that's quote-unquote kids' profile, for movies and shows does not make it safe. I cannot stress this enough. The agenda to distort sexuality and purity is not just happening with teenagers and grown-ups. It starts with the little things, like adding it to children's cartoons so children go immune to it, And that is scary and never something that you and I had to worry about, right? Growing up watching Bugs Bunny or Cinderella or Beauty and the Beast, you know, stuff like that. At our house, we have actually eliminated some of these streaming apps like Netflix and some others, not only to save money, but also because of some of this. We do still have Disney Plus, and I will say it is far from perfect. It's totally up to you what you decide to bring into your home. But our kids, we have a rule. They know that they are not allowed to watch anything on that app, on the, even on a kid's profile, unless they ask us first. So that if it's the first time we're seeing it, Josh or I can watch it with them as well. And I really 
think that's important. Don't just give your iPad to your kids and say, oh, well, you can watch anything on the kid's profile because that is not going to be safe. And I think it's going to get worse. So always be on guard with that. And then we do have YouTube access on our family TV in the living room. Um, We have the app on our Apple TV for YouTube. My boys love watching Dude Perfect. (laughs) I guess I'm giving them a shout out. I I love it too. It's um, They're very good role models, Christian guys. Great for a family with boys. But still, only if you're watching it with your kids because of YouTube. There are some really pretty questionable ads and commercials that can pop up really quickly on YouTube um, or really anything on the internet that you're giving your kids access to. So just make sure that you're right there with them um, in case a questionable ad or commercial comes up. Remember, once again, I've said this, but you can decide, moms, what apps to give them access to. You make the rules. You're paying for the devices. You're paying for the services, not your child. So we don't allow our boys to have access to the YouTube app or even an internet browser at all. So whatever you have, like Chrome, Safari, Firefox, any of those, they do not have access to any internet browser on their tablet that they have, that they use. We only have school approved apps. And then um, we have some downloaded movies and they do have the Disney plus thing, but they know they have to ask kind of stuff. And then they can't go download or open up a new app because everything on their iPad is locked down and password protected in the settings of this device. This is a password also I will mention that they do not know. It's actually really easy to do this. Um, Today, I'm going to include in the show notes a video that my husband has helped me make on how to do this if this is something that you're not knowledgeable about. Um, This will make it where your kids have to come ask you to download any app, and then you can decide if the answer is yes or no, and then you'll have to put in the password because they don't know it. And then my husband, for extra accountability even gets a notification on his phone when there's a new app downloaded on their iPad, even though he's usually the one that did it. But in case it was me or something like that. Um, I love this. This is so important. I cannot stress this enough. So check out that video. It's going to be in the show notes. And then my final thing today is this. Even though we just have an iPad at home, right now for our boys. Um, Maybe you have several kids that are like in different age categories and some have devices or cell phones or um, like smartwatches, things like that. Or maybe you're just planning for the future, you know, um, while you're listening to this, every family is different. But here is my best advice for any and every device that's not going to change with age or updates in technology or new products or anything like that. This is this is my best advice right here. Remember, a mentor told me this, nothing good happens in the dark. The devil does his most sneaky work in the night hours when nobody is watching. This goes back to having those conversations with your kids about the why. Explain to them that every night, the cell phone, the iPad, the watch, whatever it is, it never stays in their room, no matter what. Not if they're studying, not if they're sick, not if they have a friend over, never. It does not stay in their room. Always have them turn it into the same place. For example, maybe they know it's going to charge on the kitchen counter, or maybe they know there's a designated basket somewhere in your home where 
you know, the tablets go or whatever that looks like for you. We will talk about why this is so important even more in our next episode, but it is an absolute must. It has to happen. I cannot stress that enough. And start this while they're young. You never have to apologize for this or for getting onto their devices and checking around and telling them no, that they can't have this app or that app. You are doing this so that we can protect our kids and that we can honor what the Lord has asked us to do in raising them with faithful instruction, right? I hope this has been helpful for you today. So please check out on the show notes that video that I mentioned about how to go into your device settings so that you can make it the most safe for your family. As well today, I have a free download. It is 100 verses to guard your family's heart. This can be found on our website, faithful31moms.com. And it's just timeless biblical truth for great scripture writing plans or memorizing scripture in your home together as a family, because we have to guard our hearts and fill our minds with wisdom so that we can share that with our kids and so that our kids can be ready for the things that this world has to throw at them. So that will all be in the show notes if you want to check that out. And I hope this has really been helpful for you today. And I hope that you join us back for episode part two dealing with social media and messaging next time. Thanks so much for listening today. Please be sure to share this episode with a mom friend and follow me on Instagram at faithful31moms. If you have been blessed by this love or finding ministry and would like to give, there will be a link for that in the show notes as well. Thanks again for listening and remember to keep up the good work of pointing your kids to Jesus.